Welcome to As Seen on Internet, Episode 7, the show that brings you the tech news you need to know, as well as the most amazing internet we could find. I'm your host, Ben Foster, and with me, as always, is... Amit Widera. And coming up on today's show, we'll give the recap from Google's I.O. Commerce, where they announced pretty much everything they've ever been working on. Uh, We'll talk about Reddit's new video service, and we'll launch into a 197-page deck prepared by Mary Meeker that talks about everything that's going on on internet today. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First, let's start the show off uh, with some fun stuff, particularly the most amazing internet we've seen over the the past couple weeks. And there's been a lot, I, I think. And sometimes we, we struggle to find really funny and amazing things. But uh, there was something that started off on a Kickstarter a couple years ago, and uh, it was the movie Kung Fury. Do you remember, do you remember yeah. this movie? Yeah, Kung yeah. Fury. And the, the guy's vision for this is that I, I described it to people um, as that kung fu movie we all wanted to make when we were like nine years old. Did, <laughs> did you sit down and watch it by chance? It was I watched song. a couple of bits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit. Of, so there is a cop in it named Triceracop, who is actually a dinosaur. <laughs> He uh, fights a video game machine on a Lamborghini. It's just this, it's just this <laughs> hilarious, hilarious send up uh, of a kung fu movie done in '80s style. That it was just absolutely brilliant. I watched the whole thing on on a night doing it. it was uh, really funny to see. That's awesome. What did you see that was interesting, Amit? Um, well, in some major political news, uh, Barack Obama is a final... tech show. Keep it uh, no politics. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but this is tech. This is tech. Um, you know, after what six and a half years, uh, he finally uh, joined Twitter. Um, under under POTUS, uh, the handle POTUS, which so, is POTUS for President of the United States, which is funny because this was the man elected on the swell of social media. Yeah, right? exactly. He totally revolutionized how candidates use social media. Yeah, and I know he had a couple of those other tweeters, or other other Twitter accounts that were run by uh, some of his handlers, some of his uh, other groups, and stuff. Yeah, like I that. think Barack Obama actually is run by. Um, like one of his campaigning OFA, teams or something. Think, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this one is actually, and it's president of the United States that they picked out. No no word who had this handle beforehand, but this <laughs> is the one uh, that, that came out there now. He's available to talk out. And I saw some, wasn't there a funny interaction on it? Yeah, Bill Clinton and and uh, Barack Obama, they had like a, a funny back and forth on the first day. Um, they said, I think Bill asked like uh, if if this handle actually comes with the office and um, and Obama just asking for a friend, right? Yeah, basically just asking for a friend, and he said, you know, uh, it it, it does come with the office, so that's kind of cool that it's gonna, you know, it's gonna live on beyond um Obama's tenure. But um, uh, but then he said, you know, do you know anyone that's looking for Flotus at Zing. Flotus Zing? Zing <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. That's awesome. I love it. It's the cool thing about Twitter is it just makes people human. You know, there's the example of Drake and the billionaire T Boone Pickens going back and forth mm-hmm. with each other. I just love how it's so cool to be. And, and you know, that's really the best part of Barack Obama, whether you like him or you don't. Yeah. You know, is his kind of authenticity and his connection back back to the um, to his constituencies. Yep. I haven't seen any tweets. What What is he talking about on there? Have you been following uh, it? I only followed that first couple of days. Um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Let's, let's bring it up. up let's see what see what do we have for here. Um, he he did break like the record of the most followers really? in like a day or something like that. Yeah. So it's official. I like too that it's going to be kind of um, carried from president to president. So yeah. hopefully, I always think the coolest thing about Twitter is how sociologists and historians in 100 years from now are going to be able to go back and not only look what influencers are saying, but yeah. like everybody was saying and talking about all this stuff. So yeah, he's already at 2.5 million followers, 27 tweets. 
Uh, and it's cute now because he's he's retweeting stuff. I like this that he's <laughs> doing um, a whole bunch of things on there. It was a, a thing on um, climate, and uh, a bunch of these tweets are. Uh, He's doing a lot of one-on-one responses with the uh, the, the period in front of the, the username to get in front of there. But it looks like he's doing a lot of kind of neat one-on-one, one-on-one ask and answering of questions and stuff, which is uh, really nice of him to go out there and do the whole thing. On his first day, he followed all of the Chicago sports teams, except for the Cubs. <laughs> except for the Cubs. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we can't be perfect. <laughs> All right, what else what else did you see? Moving on to something more a little more business related. Product Hunt once again delivered for us and gave us the gift known as Brandtail. And so uh native advertising is all in the news today. It comes up every single meeting, uh, you know, in brainstorming you kind of do because it is so effective. A native advertising or sponsored content as it's called is um content that is in a major publication that is sponsored by a brand um, or, or, th- or you know, something that's on there. One of the most uh, famous examples of it was what Netflix did with Orange is the New Black for the New York Times, mm. where they did a whole series on women in prison right before the release of the second season of Orange is the New Black. So it doesn't feel like an advertisement. You can see how it's related. And then it's sponsored to give this th- stuff on there. So great. It's a great tool. It's a great tactic. What Brandtail does is that you put in any specific brand or any specific publisher. And if you put in a brand, it'll tell you every everything that they're activating on. If you put in a publisher, it'll tell you all the brands that they're activating on there. Hmm. So it becomes this goldmine uh, if you're doing research or you're, you're looking at, at stuff or vetting a publisher for, for something um, that, that you know they're publishing on and doing. So it, it was just a fun thing to do on. That's on Brandtail, T-A-L-E as in story, Brandtail.com, which was really cool. Interesting. Thanks. You can really use it to kind of get a sense of what your competitors are doing. Yes. What your, uh... Don't use that against us if you're competing <laughs> with us. <laughs> yeah, but it's a really cool spying technique that goes on there. Awesome. Yep. So, yeah, the, the next thing on our list is also courtesy of Product Hunt. Um, and this one, we, we talk a lot about... Just call the show the Product Hunt Show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we On this, you know, we talk about live streaming quite a bit, almost what? Four, three, four weeks in a yeah. row we've talked about live streaming. This one is an interesting one. It's an app that currently is only available on um, on iOS um, for your iPhones. What this app allows you to do, it's called Unicorns, um, and it allows you to live stream your iPhone screen. Huh. Um, so a lot of times, you know, we're live streaming on a specific app. Yeah. This one allows you to live stream your entire screen. Um, so, you know, if you're giving demonstrations, if you just want to showcase like anything on your phone, um, that's kind of really cool now. So could you open up your camera application, like, which makes like a video camera Yeah. and then live stream that through unicorns Yeah. and then completely bypass Meerkat and Periscope if you technically, yes, (laughs) I guess you could. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Interesting, you know. Use cases coming out of yeah. live streaming, you know, almost every week it seems like. Huh. So I wonder yeah, there might be a new uh, channel on Twitch for people trying to live stream Angry Birds or all the other all the other mobile <laughs> yeah, games. That's a pretty that's good idea. There, so. <laughs> and then by far and away, the most amazing internet to come out in the past two weeks was the announcement that Facebook now has support for gifts or gifs. <laughs> the biggest deal, I think for years, Facebook, the gifts, the animated style, the funny little quirks that people have with usually the text uh, imposed over them. So why have Facebook re- resisted this for years? I for think years. I think they were almost taking kind of the the highbrow approach yeah. to social media. I think they were seeing, you know, the way 
Tumblr was sure. working and it was just like an endless scroll yeah. of gifts. And I don't I think that they didn't want to kind of messy up, dirty up the news feed. Sure, and I think it was going to be dirty really... it up with all the Candy Crush notifications you want. But <laughs> yeah, I, it was probably the the exact opposite of what they wanted uh Facebook to look like yeah. from MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so yeah. that I think that was really the thing, and I think they just stuck to it for way yeah. too long, kind of missing the cultural, you know, revolution yeah. of gifts. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, they they've caught up. Right now, only users can can do gifts. Yeah. Um, brand pages still don't have yeah. gifts. They say that they're working on a solution. I don't know. Have you have you posted any gifts? I yet? did the, uh, just in celebration of it. My the 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 gift my wife and I send to us all the time whenever something great happens is a, <laughs> a picture uh, of um baby Jesus getting squirted with um, maple syrup and it says sweet baby Jesus on there and so it's just <laughs> an inside joke between me and my wife that we use a lot. Um and so we, we um we we use that a lot to kind of uh uh, just go back and forth with it. So that was the first one that I, that I had on there, but I saw a lot of people uh, did it. But they made it really cool. I think you're onto something with how they didn't want to make it seem like the Tumblr pages where it was just an endless stream of gifts. They it's they, they productized it mm-hmm. in a way that's kind of behind a click still, right? Yeah, yeah. You still see the link, um, which some people could say, you know, it doesn't look as kind of elegant. Yep. Um, so you still see that kind of long, ugly link. Yep. I would imagine in you know future um you know future uh, updates to it that that they're going to get rid of that yep. link especially once they get you know brands yeah. on board who yeah. knows maybe they'll create a whole ad yeah. you know out oh, of this for brands and, yeah, yeah. And, and and charge brands to, yeah pay to make my gift play automatically i guess you could do that with instagram videos yeah, but yeah that's yeah. true uh but yeah it was fun and started to see a whole bunch of people do that okay Emmett. Let's get serious. Uh, on to on to the big news. Uh, the big uh, two big things happened this week. Uh, the first that we'll talk about is Google's I/O conference. Uh, this is their big developer conference. Last year we tried to get. Was it last year we tried to get tickets? Yeah, at the we same did. Time? I think Shut so. In dramatic <laughs> in, in, fashion. In the in the lottery yes. <laughs> system that it was like sold out in like five seconds. Yes, <laughs> yes. So they they they're trying to you know make it fair and equitable. It is a developer conference. Amit and I know it tiny bit and it knows way more than I do about computer coding. Um, but we wanted to go just to like be there, to be around all those smart people because a tremendous amount of people go there mm-hmm. uh, to learn all the things. And then the greatest part of it is the keynote that kicks the whole thing off and that announces everything that, that Google's kind of been doing. And this was uh, Sundar Pichai's first kind of year at the helm of this. And yeah. the whole theme of this was focusing kind of on the next billion, uh, the next billion people that are out there. And so we, there was a whole whole list of uh, announcements that they made. We're going to include those in the show notes. I've called it down to about the seven that I think are the most important here. And there's, there's some normal ones that you would expect and some absolutely, absolutely crazy ones. So get the full list in our show notes, but let's go over the big ones. And the first one that I liked uh, because it's my favorite Google product and also has a <laughs> clever name is called Now on Tap. And so now is uh, I'm going to be I'm like look I look down at my phone because I'm so afraid if I say something okay Google it's going to pop up and, <laughs> and give me a search. Um, but Now on Tap, what Now on Tap is is it's an extension of Google Now. Uh, Google Now being the way that you can kind of record, um, you, you know, ask questions. It's the personal assistant that goes and gets the answers for things. What Google Now is now able to do is be context aware in the app that you're currently using. 
So the example they gave for this is you're on Spotify and you're listening to Skrillex. Now, I've never listened to Skrillex on Spotify, but just uh, <laughs> go along with the flow here. And so Skrillex, you can now, you hold down the home button on your phone and say, what's his real name? What's his real name? Let's that I mean, that's amazing. It doesn't sound like it's that complicated, but as someone that studied computer science, yeah. the the amount of natural language processing and yep. machine learning that goes behind that is unbelievable yeah. to try to figure that out. I yeah. mean, it is a real technological advancement here. Yeah. Uh, really, really amazing stuff yep. that they're doing. And it here. came back, it popped up. His real name was, I don't know, Sonny. <laughs> Skrillex, whatever his name is. So it popped that up kind of kind of right away that was on there. If you're in a chat back and forth with an event where Mitt and I are talking, hey, where do you want to go to dinner? It'll be context aware and you can make a reservation right at that place. Yeah. Uh, if you're talking about a certain date or whatever, you can look things up. It is just – some people say it's creepy. Uh, it, it was funny because I posted this on Facebook uh, and the amount of people who got upset about Google's creepiness on Facebook was – Unbelievably ironic, to, to, <laughs> to say the least, given Facebook's privacy uh, settings. But um, it was just something that was on there. But it was it was so cool just being that just able to know what it is, what you're doing. So uh, the impact here, if you're building an app, start thinking about this. Um, start start planning it in. Also, if you are if your content, if you are the type of company whose content is used within an app. Start start being able to um, just build, work with it, understand the technology so mm -hmm. that you can uh, build the thing on there. And it, it reminds me of when I was at South by Southwest a few years ago yeah. and, and Sundar was um, one of a he was a speaker at one of the one of the conferences. And and I, I think I've talked about it a couple of times on the show where Google's mission is to kind of build that the Star Trek Enterprise yeah. computer. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see it from a few years ago where he just mentioned it in a conference to now seeing products like Google Now yeah. on tap. Um, and then, you know, the the next, you know, all the products that they're releasing is really kind of moving towards that vision. Yep. Um, I don't know. Do you think Sundar is going to be CEO yeah. one day? Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, he's kind of running everything. There's a great... Um, for those of you interested in more of it, there's a great kind of interview. The Verge got an exclusive with him um, right right after it where he kind of talked about it. He's just this really great down-to-earth guy, and you read everything he says, and it's just uh, this really, really interesting stuff. And he's running the show on pretty much everything. But what, what I think The Verge said was that this was the year where he was in charge of all the content that was on the stage. So he mm -hmm. was running the keynote, quote-unquote. And, you know, he had a whole bunch of unbelievable speakers uh, that were there supporting him, but everything was kind of under his vision. This was also the first year I noticed kind of what you were saying about the Enterprise, the Star Trek, that it just felt like a very unified vision yeah. of the future. Yeah. All, all those products are now kind of coming into one yeah. service now. Everything just seemed really, really integrated. And we'll talk about some of these more in a second, but just everything seemed... It wasn't just like, hey, get up and do your spiel on your product. You could right. like see a lot more integration. And his whole vision being the, the next billion people to come on the internet. Yeah, it looked really good. <laughs> yeah. And so there was another thing, speaking of machine learning, uh, that they did that was really – That's I, I want to get everybody on this app, whether or not you like Google, <laughs> Google was this. Yeah, so uh, they made a huge advancement with Google Photos um, and, and the – you know, there's a lot of different companies, you know, Facebook and, and Apple have, you know, huge advancements with, with photos as well. Um, the real cool thing that they did with Google Photos is that they did 
machine learning on people's faces. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of companies have facial recognition. Um, this has facial recognition, location recognition. Um, they also gave everyone unlimited storage for photos. Yeah. So they're going to uh, basically house the original photos at 16 megapixels. Um, and pretty that's good pretty resident. big. I mean, that's I'm not pretty a professional big. <laughs> photographer, but it's for most people's normal use. Unlimited storage yeah. of that is and ridiculous. And for video, 1080p yep. quality video. Um, you know, this goes back to the announcement, I think, last, maybe last year or uh, early this year when they announced that they were splitting up Google Plus yep. into different services. Yep. So this is kind of the, the, execution the of first product yep. um, after that split. Yeah. Um, a really cool example that that um, that the the speaker gave um, was that he wanted to say, okay, um, bring up bring up all the faces that Google has recognized of all of my photos. Yeah. And there was like, I wanted to see a picture of my daughter. So instead of you know trying to figure out you know when he took that picture of his daughter, he just saw, okay, here's a picture of my daughter. He clicks on the picture of his daughter, and then. Google brings up every single photo it has of his daughter that, yeah. based on that facial recognition. And then yeah. it says it starts to learn um, at, as the daughter ages yeah. as well. So he's like, okay, now I want to go back all the way until the day she was born. And Google was able yeah. to figure that out. Um, a really uh, another cool example was there was like a blizzard of, um, you know, 2009 or something. Yeah. And he says, oh, I wanted to share that with my friend. And he says, well, how am I going to find that blizzard of 2009? So he didn't tag any photo of blizzard 2009. He just searched blizzard of 2009. Yeah. And then it looked at the location of where he took the photo. Yeah. And then it used all of Google's um, machine learning that it knew that there is a, um, a blizzard of 2009 so it uses all of its other resources, yeah. and then it says, "Okay, this is the photo you took around that time period, um, in that location where we know that there was a blizzard." Okay, it returned that photo. Yeah, I mean that was like awesome. amazing to yeah. be able yeah. to figure that out. I just tried calling up on my. It's getting really good at like the first thing it does is it kind of goes in and recognizes them, and, and um, can't get it to load up now. But it was it was really good at kind of just picking up all the people like my my kids and my wife and stuff right away. So I have all my stuff on Picasa, which I know is a Google product. I'm going to figure out how to get it all over there, though, like, <laughs> as, as fast as possible. But, yeah, I kind of want everything to be in this because yeah. right now it's just my, my Android photos. Um, so, cool. There's another big thing um, uh, that they had on there. They're making free and available for everyone. Yeah. One, so one of our favorite tools. Yeah, this is – I'm addicted to yeah. this uh, uh, inbox, Google Inbox, mm -hmm. um, which is basically – it's another client for Gmail. Um, but inbox, Same email. You don't need It's the same email. email. Yeah, you're still using Gmail underneath, but it's just the, the client on top. Um, and it's basically, I would just say it's the smarter way of running Gmail or yep. running email yep. overall. Um, and, and what they said is that you no longer need an invite to yeah. get inbox anymore. No, so I, I love it. I had a whole bunch of invites to give out, but just go sign up for you. It makes bundles everything to low priority. It bundles your finance stuff, your purchases together. Mm -hmm. uh, we were going through the home search, like all our realtor stuff would go to a thing. Yeah. So I could process it separately. It's really nice also like, um, 
you don't get bombarded with promotional emails. Yeah. Like you can set it so that, okay, send me one email of all my promotional items yep. per day. And you can yep. just say, okay, I'm done with it in one swipe and you can get rid of like 30 emails. Yep. Um, it just makes email management so much better. Yep. I used to have my email bifurcated in between Yahoo and Google. Just my Yahoo is my old, old legacy address before Gmail came out. So that's where all my my product stuff would go to whenever I had to register for something. Mm-hmm. But it's become so easy to clear out that inbox yeah. that I'm just moving everything over yeah. to, to Google to do it. Um, they also announced uh, developments for the next Android operating system, which they are calling Android M, or I believe Android Macadamia Nut is the, uh, <laughs> the M they need for it. Um, a whole bunch of features that uh, came through there. There was a couple that I just wanted to point out that, that was on there. Um, my Galaxy S6, which I talked about last time, I got... I am obsessed with this fingerprint uh, report. I'm unlocking it right here just to show how great it is for a minute. So just like that fingerprint as opposed to entering a password. Uh, we know passwords aren't secure. Um, but being able to just do a nice fingerprint, they are building an API in for that because they found all these manufacturers were building in fingerprint support uh, to the phone. So you can now have it authenticate your bank or authenticate your email or any any particular app you want can now be authenticated through that that's fingerprint support. We're really starting to see Android and iOS merging some yeah. of the best um, features. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why is the battle is going to come down to hardware at the end of the day. I think so. I mean... Uh, they're both like excellent phones, yep. excellent software. So at this point, it's like, you know, either, either way you go, you're getting a pretty good product. Yep. yep. Another cool thing they had on there, um, they have a doze system. So it will detect through the gyroscope when your phone hasn't been moving for a while. And it will shut down a lot of non-critical functions on the phone to make your standby time last oh, even cool. longer. Yeah, it was just really cool how they detected that. Oh, you're probably asleep or you're, you set it down or whatever it is um, that, that was going on there. Uh, they also made some, some changes in pay uh, to, to increase Android pay a little bit more. What were some of those changes? Yeah, so this is kind of the – I think Google probably realized that Google Wallet is kind of dead at this point. I think it was a – failed. Um, So what what Android Pay is, it's very similar to Apple Pay, um, where basically it's using NFC technology through the thumbprint um, and you can pay for um, your items through, you know, the the NFC registers at like Walgreens or Whole Foods. Do you use Apple Pay a lot? So interesting. I haven't used it yet, not because I don't want to. I really yeah. do. It's my credit card doesn't support it really? yet. So they're taking a long time to, yeah. to, to use it. So I, I had mine for Google Wallet on my phone all rigged up. And I would use it at Walgreens all the time. Loved using it there. And then it just like, it. I, I don't know if it stopped working or whatever it was. I, I don't know where the problem was. But it just became, like I loved it because I didn't have to take out, you know, when you pay for something now at a terminal, there's like 28 buttons. Would you like mm-hmm. cashback? Would you like an email <laughs> receipt? Would you like to donate? Like it, it was the, it was <laughs> What I found was that the phone was the quickest way to get me out the door. So right. I would just like kind of be, be able to do it. So I want this to come back so fast and I don't have to press all the stupid buttons that come with the uh, the credit card. Yeah. So, I, you know, when when Apple Pay and Android Pay are coming out, a lot of people are wondering, um, you know, is this secure? Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't transfer the credit card number to the store. It's like a, a unique authorization number and yep. that gets transferred just between you and the store. So Google yep. is not supposedly not collecting Sending any data on you as well. It still has to be way more secure than handing somebody at a, at a restaurant your credit card to go take in the back. To, Definitely. To, it's a swipe, right? <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, there was another great announcement where they talked about Internet of Things and uh, the operating system that they're going to do it. So let's just quickly... 
explain like I'm five here. I'll try and explain like I'm five of the Internet of Things. <laughs> so Internet of Things would be everything that has a power device connected to the Internet and can talk to each other, right? You're not, we're not talking about web browsing or downloading apps or anything like that. It's just being able to get things that have power to talk to each other. So your refrigerator, talking to your phone, talking to your thermostat, and, and so on. So it's a, it's a great thing. You can imagine that the type of hardware needed to run uh, something like an Android operating system would be very, very expensive uh, versus the, the type of hardware people are putting in these devices. So what they've done is they've scaled down the Android kernel, and it's a project Brillo is what they're talking about at Brillo, B-R-I-L-L-O, Brillo, uh, is a scaled-down operating system based on this Android kernel where they're trying to take it and make it ridiculously easy for people to um, create uh, devices on the cheap uh, that, that can connect to Internet of Things uh, so that everything's talking to each other in your home, uh, your office, your, your whatever's uh, running, running more smoothly. And then one one other final thing that I wanted to highlight just because it's my favorite piece of stuff to come <laughs> out of Google in a long time is what a minute. Google Cardboard for I love sure. Google Cardboard. <laughs> yes, Google Cardboard. It was um, there's something they announced last year, and it was just this tiny little. You could make it out of a pizza box. They gave away the plans for free, and they talked about how you could get the lenses for it. And what it did is it kind of split your eyes and made your your phone be able to have a 3D viewer, like a 3D kind of augmented reality. So some of the apps that came out for it last year, we could fly around. We could the very first app. It was funny because we fired it up here in our office, and the very first app was you sitting in Millennium Park, staring right at our office. And so we thought like, oh well, it must work. Just figure out where we are, and they have the whole map on this. No, right. we happen to just be unbelievably coincidental that, <laughs> that that our office is in the first shot of Chicago that that kind of pops up. Um, but they, they're expanding this out there. I love this. One of the other things that were on there is uh, you could be on stage in a Paul McCartney concert and, and kind of look around in there. Uh, but there are also trips. Uh, they, they went to uh, Palace of Versailles and they went uh, around Paris. And so now they're talking about creating some fun virtual field trips. So they made it bigger. They now have six inch screen support. And even more importantly, uh, when I was showing this off to friends, colleagues, business partners, they all had iPhones, and they said, "How can I use it on the iPhone?" But they they are now making a version of it for the iOS, so you can start to use it. And on the iOS. one of the really cool things that they also did was this partnership with GoPro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, they they basically developed a rig that anyone can kind of use now. Yep. Um, so it's uh, like it's like a whole bunch of GoPros. Yeah, in a, in a circle, three hundred and sixty right? degree circle. Yeah. So now. You know, they basically developed a way where if you can go buy, you know, enough GoPros or video cameras, you can create your own 360 degree yeah. experiences. Awesome. So I think probably in the next year or so, yeah. you're going to see a lot of cool new experiences. Awesome. Nice, nice. Great. So that was it. Last week was a big week, man. Yeah. Uh, week. <laughs> that was week. one thing. <laughs> uh, the next one was, my, I call it My Tech Christmas, and it was uh, Mary Meeker's presentation at the Recode conference. So it's something else interesting uh, before Emit launches into coverage of this. Uh, Recode was a site um, started by Kara Swisher and Walt Mossberg. I think it was an br- offshoot of uh, All Things D out of uh, the Wall Street Journal. And um, it was actually, they merged with The Verge last week. Two oh, of my, really? Yeah, yeah, two of my favorite sites. Oh, wow. I, I, I don't necessarily know who bought whom there, but um, it was uh, a, a coming together of two of the greatest tech sites um, that are out there, The Verge and Recode. And Recode has been doing this conference where they bring a lot of big, big-time internet heavy hitters, way more than, than South by Southwest <laughs> is getting this year. And in it every single year. Mary Meeker does a thing uh, that is amazing. What is that that she does? So, yeah, Mary Meeker is um, part of a firm called Kleiner Perkins Caulfield and Byers. And 
I don't know how long she's been doing this this report she before was, she joined this yeah, company. She did it. I remember she did it at I saw it live at Web 2.0 Summit, which was one of the old Bill O'Reilly conferences like in 2009. Yeah. That we went out to when we were both working together at a different company. Yeah. So she puts together this 197 page deck. Um, it's a great deck. I know it is an awesome. It is. <laughs> it is a really good deck. Oh, I remember she used to work for Merrill Lynch. Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the okay. banks. One the of the internet. banks. Yeah. She's yeah. The yeah. Person, so right. she was the internet person over there. Um, and she puts together kind of the internet trends on a yearly basis. I think she used to do quarterly, but now it's on a yearly basis. So um, some of the really big. It's a nice way to kind of encapsulate what's been happening on the internet from not only an economic perspective, yeah. but an innovation perspective um, for the last year. So um, there's a couple of charts that she has in there kind of every year that shows, you know, how mobile is expanding, how advertising spending is shifting from um, TV to digital. So um, there's one on here that I know you and I both love is is the is how print ad spending is Way still way over indexed, yeah. Um, compared to the total time that people spend reading it, yeah. So it's twenty, um, or sorry, it's four uh, percent of the time spent is with print, um, but marketers spend eighteen percent of their total marketing budget on print. So if we look at, so what that means, we look at all the time we spend consuming media. We as a is a a a, a people spend four percent of our time consuming print, but we spend 18% marketers of our marketing dollars. So there's this huge yeah. mismatch, right? Huge mismatch. Yeah, you're probably paying way too much for that. Probably, yeah. yeah. Everything else. And, you know, as she's done it year over year, your TV was like a huge mismatch, but now it's starting to um, to level out a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, there, but there's still a huge opportunity for digital. Basically, she... In the in the early days when she did this report, digital was kind of just one column, mm-hmm. and there was a huge mismatch in digital where people were spending so much more time, but the dollars weren't there. Now digital is kind of evening out a bit, yeah. um, but now the huge mismatch, if you go one level deeper in digital, is mobile. Yeah. Um, so because we still haven't figured out mobile, still ads. haven't figured out mobile ads. Um, we spend almost 24% of our time in mobile, but only 8% of the ad spend like 15 is 15 minutes mobile. out of every hour I have in my head. Look <laughs> at it. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a huge opportunity here, and you're going to see those dollars shift in, in um, within the agencies, yep. within the marketers. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be a, a, a huge move. Um, some of the other things that she talked about was that the buy now buttons are going to become much more seamless. Like you see on a Facebook ad. Exactly. You're going to see it in Twitter. And I think people are going to become so much more comfortable buying things with just a click of a button versus spending all of this time hunting and like searching for products. I think I've only – have you ever bought something like that? I think I I did. I haven't yet. I think I did on a retarget. So I think I was looking at something on – Amazon or a closed site or something. So I think it hit me with a retarget and then I clicked a buy now because it knew I had added it to my shopping right. cart or something like that. Right. But it felt like really, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember it. Even though I was on Facebook, I believe, I right. think it, it felt just so ridiculously natural um, doing it. I could so, see like people buying like a pizza or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can buy with an emoji on Domino's. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's another, so uh, there are slides that stay the same. That that slide Amit just talked about is one of my favorites, seeing it change year over year. 
And then there's slides that are different. And she started adding a section that she changes uh, where she talks about reimagining and just it's 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 the all the stuff that, you know, we hear about, we know about. But she really just breaks it down in this this crazy clear manner. And what I was really taken by this year was the amount of time she spent talking about how digital is disrupting our workplace communications. This was a a very, very, very big new feature. And she talked mainly about the site Slack. Slack is a uh, web-based tool. I guess it's an app too. It's a a tool that kind of disrupts the way you communicate with your team. So a lot of startups uh, have, have gotten in, have been able to just completely replace email. It becomes like a chat room, a really focused chat room. What I love about it is that there's great uh, integration with a bunch of other different services that you can automate things in there. So if you're a coder, you can automate when you find bugs or, or, or you know develop a particular area or whatever. You can also uh, automate it with uh, if this, then that, I-F-T-T-T, if mm-hmm. this, then that. So when something happens, it will do something on Slack. And just the way you can automate so many of these work things. Anybody can do it. You don't have to be a coder to kind of write all this stuff out is awesome. And she spent a tremendous amount of time talking that and also talking about how the next generation thinks about technology. We all know the kids these days have grown up on technology and all that, but just the the opportunity that exists for these companies um, to completely uh, disrupt all all these things that are going for. One of the other examples she gave is um, uh, with DocuSign. And we've used that pretty much exclusively as we're trying to buy and sell our house. Um, and it's just been a really great way to help um, uh, uh, do it uh, and get things through there uh, too. Yeah, some of the other things um, that that she mentioned um, was around messaging apps. Yeah, um, it's really interesting to see what are the top, you know, apps that people are downloading, and six out of the top ten apps that are used are messaging apps. I would have never. I would have said. Clash of Clans. That's right. Yeah, games games or something. Yeah, 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 no, it's it's all messaging communication. Apps like Facebook, WhatsApp, Messenger, Instagram, Line, and you know different parts of the world. So really interesting to see how people are using communication tools now. So here we have this device in our pocket that we can literally talk to any human in the world at a touch of a button, and we still spend six of the top ten apps. Other ways to talk to humans. Yeah, (laughs) all around the world. The other thing that was interesting was what is it? The top four apps are Facebook. Are Facebook driven? At, wow. Facebook driven. So I yep. mean, they are really. I thought Facebook was dead. <laughs> Facebook is apparently not. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. There were um, some other stats they gave on Facebook. Yeah. Right? So you know, we're you know, if you're using Facebook quite a bit, you're obviously noticing that videos yeah. are becoming much more prominent in the newsfeed. Um, the stat that they gave is they people are now watching four billion video views a day <laughs> on Facebook. And that is, there's what seven billion people on the planet. A little <laughs> yeah, more than 7 billion, four billion views per day. So that is up four four times in the last six months. That's that is insane. Yeah. So and, and just a view as Facebook Facebook design um, defines it as a, a view is anything over three seconds yeah. long. So that's still that's good. Yeah. 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 Um, but they had some. She had some stats on on social media use for teens. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with looking at, at how the the next every you know September I try to do a thing where I interview uh, six high school kids and we have a panel. We're gonna try and do it again this year of how they use social media because you have you have to figure out what's coming down next and you can't be uh, just resistant to it. So uh, I think it was slide 68 uh, where, where they talked that was on there. The Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, the sites you may know are are on the rise. 
Um, most important social network w- was uh, Facebook um, and then Instagram and then Snapchat. Um, so everything else was kind of declining, but it was just uh, really interesting to see the, the types of stuff they're doing. I still, I, I just have this sense that teens, this may sound weird, but I, I don't think teens have the need for the sophistication or the product of Facebook versus Snapchat or Instagram. They mm-hmm. have a smaller more condensed social network by virtue of their geography and their high school. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about why Facebook took off is because college kids went back home and started spreading it. It was this way to communicate across a geographically distributed social network. As you enter the workplace and your friends, you meet friends, they bump off. Like, I love having all these ambient connections to people that I may have worked with 10 years ago. I love right. just the fact that they're in my life ambiently. Right. And I'm, but I'm never going to Snapchat somebody I worked with six <laughs> years ago. Like, that's just not what I'm going to do. But I, I really like having that. Like, my needs right. are very, very different around the social network. So, and Facebook, I think, provides obviously a way better way than, 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 than Snapchat would do on this. Yeah, and then the the last thing is a huge economy that that's really growing. This was a crazy slide. Yeah, so this was this was all about drone growth. Um, so you know, drones being the drones being just the automated you know flying yeah. units. Yeah, um, not and, talking about yeah the robots or anything. These yeah. Days, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know the the FAA kind of uh, announced that. Uh, drones are are legal, yeah. um, you know, with with restrictions, and you're starting to see an entire economy take off. Um, we're seeing 167 percent year over year growth, um, over 1.7 billion. Small, go ahead, say yeah, 1.7 billion dollars in revenue already. 167 percent to 1.7 billion. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. 4.3 million units. Yeah. Sold just in the last year. So I was Enrique Iglesias tried it. Did you see this the other day? No. He like has these things where he puts drones at his concerts to give like different views or whatever. And uh-huh. he reached up to try to grab one mm-hmm. and he sliced his hand like he reached oh. like into them. <laughs> but he kept like going on and performing <laughs> and stuff. Um, but no, it's crazy. So you're going to start to see this, you know, a lot more and a lot more, you know, different environments. You know, Amazon is probably going to be the sure. one of the first pioneers um, to use it for businesses. But I want to build one with my kid. Like take it to the park and just, it's like the new model airplane. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So um, we started to see, that was a lot on, on Mary Meeker. Definitely download um, and, and read that, read that presentation. If I had to, yeah, if I had to prioritize that, it's 197 pages, guys. I get it. Nobody likes 197 <laughs> page decks. I swear to you, it's important. If I had to prioritize, I would go through all this stuff first on the reimagining. I think it starts about 20 or 30 slides in. You'll see it just control F for reimagining and then go back up and read the front. The reimagining yeah. I thought was just the, the the new stuff. One of the favorite, like you'll see a whole bunch of things in there about mobile being big and mobile being big. One of her greatest quotes is she says, mobile is going to be bigger than we all think and we all already think it'll be huge like she this, that's why she keeps putting it in there and so you think like oh mobile's big great i know this it's that that whole we all think it's going to be huge and she has this data to show that that, that it's going to be on there yeah so those are the two big news things uh that we got through i know we spent a good deal of time on it because it was important google io and mary meeker in, in one week which was <laughs> uh, but there was some other news that came out we'll, we'll we'll start getting to that um the first one we've talked about all the ad blockers on the move, man. Ad blocker, yeah. the, the app. They started off, I believe it started off as an extension for Firefox. I or believe. Maybe Chrome. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Blocks all the pop-ups, blocks all the banner ads. I you know, I have it installed um, just to, to block the stuff out of there. It works. <laughs> uh, I've heard from a friend that it works really great if you're live streaming soccer games from Europe. It's just what my <laughs> friends are telling me that it blocks all the ads and the pop-ups on those dodgy internet streams. 
uh, that works really well there. But there, you know, we talked in the last week how Adblocker is going to create a mobile browser to do it. Now, what they've said is that Adblocker is going to be able to recognize sponsored content or native advertisements. Wow. So uh, a company like we were talking about earlier, Netflix plays for an orange is the new black integration on New York Times. They're going to be able to recognize that. Maybe they use maybe they're using Brand Tills. API. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to be able to do that and be able to do it. So uh, this was uh, Quartz reporting, uh, QuartzQZ.com. They're saying in the coming weeks, a large analytic firm will release distributing figures on the state of it. Uh, and somebody who had advanced knowledge apparently leaked to them uh, that th- there would be uh, the use of ad blocking rising exponentially. And this um, ad blocking software has, has figured it out. What's interesting is that they said within there is that the U.S. market is about 15 to 17 percent of the Internet population uses ad blocker, which is crazy for as much as the United States hates ads. Right. You know, <laughs> they like it's one of those things um, that are on there. They said about 300 million people in the world have downloaded an ad blocking extension. Uh, about half of install it. So what's the lesson? The lesson is don't create bad ads. Like we've yeah. seen time and time again, like people will go to good content. Content, content, content always wins. Uh, so I, I think this thing, people are demanding it. It's only going to get bigger. The only way to beat it, everybody, is to have better and more amazing content that goes out there. Another development, uh, come. this was not released at, at I.O., I think talked about maybe a little, but uh, came out maybe a week or so before, was Android Auto. Um, and so... Uh, do you have a, do you have a system in your car? Like you have like a auto nav, anything like that? This no, I have an older car. car. <laughs> an older car. We have one in um, my wife's. We only have one car, but we we have one in my wife's car, and it's the most clunky. It feels like you're using like a Trio from 2005. Just like <laughs> you're pressing. It's a newer newerish car, and it's just the hardest thing to to do. Um, so what Android did is they're um, they, they're putting Android Auto into cars, and they're putting it into a bunch of cars. And it kind of runs as an app over it, and it kind of launches when you plug in a compatible phone. So anything with Android 5.0 uh, goes over it. Uh, the car, it just kind of then runs the car's infotainment system. Uh, you can do Google Maps navigation, all that other stuff uh, hmm. that goes on there. What's also cool is that you can use Google Voice Search from behind the wheel uh, so that your microphone and buttons and all that stuff oh, kind nice. of built in the car. Yeah. yeah. So is it running off of your phone, or is it? I, I, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it's running off the phone uh, that goes on there, so you can kind of like get in there and it'll interface over it so but there the the from what i understand from reading it was that the the nav system would have would almost be like an app within your nav you know how okay. like you have you have a button for nav or serious yeah. or whatever the thing is there's like one for android auto and that would be okay. a layer that sits over top of the device okay that kind of runs it all if that if that makes sense so cool. um it, all the stuff that you kind of needs right there so absolutely excited for this News out of Reddit uh, about what they're doing as they continue uh, to try and monetize that unbelievably amazing site that is one of the most popular sites in the world. What are, what are they launching to try to make more money? Yeah, so they are launching a, a video service. So this is the first time that they're really starting to monetize a lot of the original content yeah. um, that's getting produced on the site. Let's um, fa- let's say, the best content on the web is coming out of Reddit. Well, yeah, you know, there's a lot of the greatest... A lot of the great content, yeah. It's either highlighted on Reddit, spotted on Reddit. The amount of websites that have been monetized because they spot stuff on Reddit, like Deadspin <laughs> takes stuff and turns it around right. and puts it on Reddit. Nine gag. Nine gag. Yeah, it's practically all Reddit, right? <laughs> so they, they got to make their own money, right? So, so well, yeah, one of the, the most marquee um, products on Reddit or the the subreddits is, is Ask Me Anything. Yeah. And Ask Me Anything probably started, you know, just with... Just interesting people, but yeah. now it's turning into celebrities. I mean, 
the president was yeah. on and asked me anything not too long ago. So um, there, it's turning into an amazing way for people to um, interact with these people and ask them literally anything. Yeah, um, <laughs> it does literally mean anything. If you're thinking of doing this for, for someone you're working with, anything can and will be asked. <laughs> no secrets on that. Yeah, so... Um, so what Reddit is doing that they are taking some of the best content and they are going to turn it into, um, live Q and a, um, so through a vi- through video service. Um, so this is going to be the first of probably a, a few subreddits that they're going to try to monetize. Yeah. It is like, what's your favorite? Ask me anything. Um, I like the Jack Black one. Yeah. Um, I like yeah. the way that he actually responded. Yeah. Um, it was all done through SoundCloud yeah. versus actually typing out. So it was. Answers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So is this the insight? Yeah, so I think so. I think it was just a much more, it was a quick way to interact with people. Um, and, uh, um, you know, Jack Black and Kyle Gass had yeah. a lot of fun with, you know, the responses. And, you know, with SoundCloud, it was they were able to record within yeah. seconds. So. That's awesome. Really cool. Yeah. What, wonder, is, what about you? I, I, my favorite one, there was, <laughs> there's, they, they have, I wonder if this came from the success of their upvoted podcast. Have you listened to that podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alexis Ohanian does it. It's really great. He has the best podcasting voice also, by the way. It's <laughs> something I wish I had. But he does this stuff where he brings to life kind of stuff that they've discovered on Ask Me Anything. So there was one, I think, on the first show, we talked about these three female computer scientists from MIT, uh, and they talked about what it was like to be a female computer scientist, and he had them on there and talking about it. And you read the Ask Me Anything, it was great. Think about, it's almost like Reddit struggles with the same user adoption problems that Twitter has. You go to Reddit, and you're like, what the hell are these <laughs> buttons? These la-? Like, it's yeah. a secret language. What's a subreddit? Why, you know, what is all this stuff that's on here? Um, it almost takes like somebody like Barack Obama um, isn't getting their full value if yeah. they don't have like a video thing going going with this as well because they're missing the population that is just scared by this site. Um, so I, it's got to be this nice big extension for it. And I think they're going to expand onto other things to yeah. other content they go and find on there. But I, don't, I think I dodged a question. So maybe it was a computer scientist one. <laughs> there was the vacuum repair technician. Uh, okay. He was on there. He was one. absolutely hilarious. Um, there's been a couple ones where it was, um, just like random employees from, from various industries that, that I thought was hilarious. And then there was one, uh, very recently, it was a guy, there's a whole subreddit called r slash vagabond, which is about people who are, I guess the term would be drifters. Okay. Uh, So people, so like, how do they survive? And so there's a whole community of people who don't necessarily have stationary homes who all converse on Reddit. And it was a whole ask me okay. anything with him, how he survives, how he gets by. That's cool. All this other sorts of stuff. So just extending to that, being able, it's so so much different to hear a story in video. Yeah, I could I could definitely see, explain it to me like I'm five, yeah. getting monetized next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, one of the most popular subreddits out yeah. there. Except it always ends up being like, explain to me like I'm 13. It's really yeah, hard that's to, true. It's hard. <laughs> My kid's five right now. It's really, really tough. <laughs> All right, one final admit. Tell us uh, what's coming up next. What should we be? What should we have on our radar? Yeah, so similar to Google I/O, um, Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference that is happening um, June eighth through the twelfth. Um, some of the big things that they're probably going to announce: um, doubtful a new iPhone, but um, not even an S. Maybe an S. The, I don't. It's not going to happen probably uh-huh. at this oh, okay. uh, conference. They usually hold them for, for news, later right? later in the summer. But they're probably going to announce uh, a new iOS, oh, yeah. iOS nine. 
Um, and they are also how many features will they copy from Android? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, and one of the other things that they're going to probably announce, the rumors are that they're, that they'll announce a new Apple TV oh, cool. uh, and it's going to be over the it's top. It's a great product. Well, this is going to be over the top streaming. So it's going to compete. Which means what? So it's going to be, um, they're going to be a competitor to like a, a site like Sling. Oh, okay. Where gotcha. you're basically streaming TV. So they're partnering with about 25 different channels. Okay. Um, and they're rumored to be, um, charging about 30 to $40 per month. Um, for those twenty five channels. So Cutting looking the at the looking at the cord cutters, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um so those are gonna be some of the two big things. Um they're also announcing um force touch yeah. um within iOS. So that was a a, a recent um advancement that they had in the Apple Watch. So your phone is res- yeah, like your to how hard you're pressing. The yeah, screen. exactly. So that was huh. um, that was something that What's they that had do? in the Apple what Watch. You... So basically, just how hard you're pressing is it's going to enable just different types okay. of gestures, different mechanics. Press hard for double click. Yeah, Press basically. Yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, we'll see what they announce. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, it's going to be you know their their yearly developer conference. Yep. So let's see what kind of innovations yep. that they that they come out with. Great. That wraps it up for episode seven of As Seen on Internet. Uh, once again, we thank you all for listening. Hey, could you please do us a favor? Uh, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. would make Amit and I really, really, really super happy. Uh, but signing off for now, this is Ben Foster. And with me as always is Amit Wadera. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.